From the city of Beaky Blinders, Birmingham, England, I would like to introduce you to Paddy Dandar. As the world becomes more automated and the robots take over, it's imperative that we build the right human skills for the future. So pull up a chair, grab a smoser or two, and make yourself very uncomfortable. Hey folks, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Superpower School podcast. I'm Paddy Dunder, your host, and today I've got a very special guest. He's someone who I met last year through LinkedIn, and we instantly connected, we vibed, and I think that was down to a couple of reasons. I think firstly, we had a lot in common, but secondly, I just think he is someone that mirrors my energy and positivity. So... I think that gave us that instant connection. He's an agile coach. He is very passionate about connecting people and uh, building communities. So I'm really pleased uh, that we have Isaac Garcia on the show today. Hey, Isaac, how you doing? Hi there. I'm doing great. It's wonderful to get to talk to you. And I'm, I'm just so honored to be able to be a part of what you do here, your great community. And, and again, your energy, you mentioned it in your intro there. I love being a part of positive energy. And, and you're definitely one of those who really pours it into the community. So happy to be a part of this. No, it's a pleasure having you join us today, Isaac. So where are you based at the moment? Because uh, I know you're on the other side of the pond to me. Yes. Yeah, so I'm kind of right in the middle of the United States, a little bit to the south. I'm in the panhandle of Texas. So if you look at the square at the top of Texas, I'm right in the middle of it, a little town called Amarillo, Texas. So Isaac, what is a superpower that you'd like to talk about today? Yeah, I really think as I pondered superpowers, there's so many that are just exciting to me. I get very excited about a lot of things, but I really think one that's timely for us right now is the superpower of connection. I think we're there's so many ways that people connect. And even you mentioned it, you and I originally connected on LinkedIn. So you have social media, you have all these apps, you have text, you have all kinds of ways to connect. But I feel like something that we are maybe beginning to forget a little bit about being a remote world with COVID, with the restrictions, with the masks, is what does real human connection feel like and look like? And it's not like pushing a button and connecting with a friend on LinkedIn or Facebook or liking someone's tweet on Twitter. It's more than that. And it's special and it's human. And so I think my superpower would be to be able to create those experiences. And I'll tell you, I've had a few remote connection experiences like that, and I can tell a difference. And, and I use the word magic. I say this experience has been magic. It's connected me with people in a way that's different than just having a remote meeting or clicking like on someone's LinkedIn. And so that magic, boy, if I could exude the superpower of helping people to really connect as humans, I think I would, number one, be able to make the world a better place. And it would be incredibly satisfying to me to be able to have that superpower of, of connection. Oh, I love that. I think for me, connection has played a, like a really important role in my life as well. I was talking to someone just the other day and we were talking about purpose and what's our purpose in life. And I, I was saying, well, I reflected for a long time and I thought, Maybe I've been put on the planet to spread the word of agility. That's the thing that I do. Maybe that was my purpose. 
when actually, no, I'm sure there's lots of other people that do that way better than I. And I, I think when I boil it down, it is really about helping people connect with one another and almost being that mediator between people. So what, what are some of your experiences, Isaac, of you know this superpower? Because I know you do a lot in the community and I know you have a strong yeah. background in this, so it'd be great to hear. Absolutely. So two come to mind immediately. And the first one was completely a random encounter, as a lot of, I think, real connections can be. It was in the middle of COVID. You know, we're all at home, no in-person connection. Everything's remote. And I was reading a newsletter from a Miro event that they had. And they said, we played this game, this online board game. It was really fun, cozy, juicy, real. And I went, oh, that sounds interesting. And so I went and checked out their website. And they had a free game coming up. And they said, just click here, sign up, and you can come play a free game with us. I said, that, that sounds fun. And so I jumped into this game. And what it is, these wonderful people created a board game to try to get people past small talk and get them into real conversation. So you have cards at decks. There's a cozy deck, kind of get to know you, easy questions, and then juicy and then real questions that are pretty raw. And so as you move around the board, you get deeper and deeper questions. And I played it with a group of complete strangers, four other people, other countries, other parts of the States, totally different experiences for me. And by the time 45 minutes or almost an hour was over, they were like my best friends. I felt open with them. I felt like I could share. I felt like they were being open and honest with me. I feel like we'd almost cried together. And I was in the wrap up of that session and they were saying, what did you get from the game? You know, how'd you enjoy it? What was it like? And I, and that was the first time I really used that word magic. I said, this game was magic. I have a real personal connection to these people. I feel like I could talk to them. I could trust them. I feel like we could have a good relationship from playing 45 minutes, one hour game remotely. And to me, something opened up in my mind because previous to that, if you'd have asked me a week before, how do people connect in a real, you know, where you can get to trust people way? I'd say, you know, you can do some stuff remotely, but you really need to be in person. You need to have the full picture. You need to be able to see the person, read their body language, maybe shake their hand. You need some kind of connection. But I remember going, whoa, this is possible to connect a group of strangers, even when remote and even when maybe they have very little in common around, it was good conversation. It was open. It was honest. We all came and were vulnerable and the mechanics of the game encouraged that. And I just thought that was magical that through a remote experience, you know, clicking on a digital whiteboard and then just talking, we could all get to know one another and feel more connected. And so that to me was maybe the first remote connection experience that let me know there's something's possible here. There's a way that we can feel one another even remotely and, and there's something powerful about that. So, so anyway, I'm trying to learn more about activities and ways that we can digitally create maybe a sense of connection, which is great. I still think we need to be good at connecting in person, but I think there may be some things we can do, elements we can take into our day-to-day -day remote world and find better human connection. Oh, lovely. I like that. Through gamification, we're able to connect and not just that, but actually remotely. There's so many things working against you, I think, you know, remotely, total strangers. And, and to be able to overcome that hurdle, I think there's a trust hurdle where you feel 
I think there's two parts. You feel safe to express yourself and then you feel understood and accepted as you express yourself. Think about how, like if I gave you a room with five total strangers in person or remote and said, I need you to make them trust each other. I need you to create a bond between them. I need you to facilitate that connection, human connection. And by the way, you've only got 45 minutes. Like that's a tough challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess we all have different personalities, right? So some of us that are more eccentric, they would probably relish that challenge. Others, uh, yes. a little bit like me, but an introvert would probably sit on the sidelines and just watch and observe for a while. And I guess it yeah. just depends on your personality as well. Yeah. It really does. And you know, at the, at the end of the day, what's interesting to me is I think there is, there's something in the way you would create that environment. Let's say I gave you that assignment, the way you create the environment and then the way you facilitate the interactions, the fact that you have the ability to potentially enable real human connection. And then of course, we all have the ability to not enable it, right? We walk in the room, you guys get to know each other right now. You got 10 minutes of talking to each other and then we're going to move into trust falls. Like you could also kill, right? The human connection. So you really, it amazes me. I think there's a fine art and that's why I consider it a superpower. People who can do this, and I don't know that I know too many, are really superheroes, right? If you can create an environment and facilitate human connection, I'd say, especially remotely, especially with strangers, I think you're doing something magical and I think it's really impressive and we should have, I hope more people who are learning and growing and trying to become someone with that superpower. Cause I'll tell you this, our world needs connection, right? More and more as we get isolated, as we're not able to go out and connect, as we slip into social media being our only way of connecting with people, we need real interactions. We can't just have, we can't go wide and have really shallow interactions. We need some deep interactions where people know us and we know them and we're understood and we're transparent and we're accepted. We need those kind of relationships and connections. And so I think we need more people leveling up their ability to, to create real human connection. Oh, I love that. Isaac. So th this is actually a topic that I've been looking into quite deeply recently. And we as human beings, hunter-gatherers, we were always in a tribe. We were part of a, a wider group of, of people. And yes. I, I think if we look back to those times, we all had a purpose in that group mm -hmm. and we felt like we belonged. And when there was danger, we knew we had others around us to help us. And we had that support mechanism. Yeah. Whereas I think over the years and, you know, more recent times, people are more lonely. People are living alone. They are feeling disconnected from one another. And there's some research I was reading about as well on this, where, you know, in terms of depression, it's really sky high at the moment. And some of the yeah. reasons are this fact of loneliness. And I don't think we've ever felt more lonely than we feel right now. Yeah. And the other bit of research that was really interesting on that was, I forget the the place in the world, but it, it, there's a place where people live the longest in the world, mm. this, this, this mm. place. And they were saying, you know, one of the big reasons for that is because they, they feel part of a community. And yeah. 
I, I think you're so right in that when we build that, that connection around us, we feel happier. Why do we yeah. feel happier? Well, it's because we know if we face a problem, we have yes. others around us, right? Yes. And yes. that really helps. Well, and it's others around us who care, right? And I'm not saying when you reply to someone's post and say, you know, I'm sorry you lost your job, that you don't care. But that, let me tell you about two experiences I've had. So, so I post something online and I say, this is really hard. And, you know, people are scrolling through their feed and they see I'm going through something hard and they put a sad face on it or they put in there, sorry about your loss or sorry to hear about that. Right. And I read those comments and something about it just feels shallow. Right. And then, so I was attending a funeral, right. And it's, you know, COVID things are crazy. I walk into the room and two friends of mine one from across Texas and one from across the United States without saying anything to me flew in to be there for me in this experience. They came over, they patted me on the back, they gave me a hug. And, and I was absolutely blown away. You stopped whatever you were doing, took a half day of work or whatever and flew to come and be with me here. Right. And that there was something about that that just was, it cost them something. And I think when you go back to, you know, when we used to be a community tribe, right, we all lived for a clear objective. If there's danger, it's danger for all of us. We all want to fight it together. And I think it's been so easy to, you know, every man for themselves, each person doing their own thing. And, you know, if it hurts me, it doesn't hurt you. So no big deal. And what these guys did for me was they stepped into it with me, right? They actually stepped into, instead of just kind of waving as they drove by on social media, hi, that looks hard. They stepped into it. It would be equivalent to someone calling me, right? Maybe they see on social media, oh, he's going through a hard time and calling or doing a video chat, but stepping into it instead of just kind of giving it the quick, oh, that looks hard. I'm sorry. Oh, my condolences, you know, a quick like a greeting card almost like, like there's something about stepping into it and being in that moment, empathizing, feeling what's being felt and sharing the space that as we're distributed, as we're spread out, as we don't have the ability to, you know, put our arm around each other, we've got to find other ways to create that. I'm here with you feeling that you're not alone, that I'm in this with you. And, and by the way, that feeling it doesn't mean everyone has to like stop work and run to their friend's house every time a friend, you know, stubs their toe. I'm not saying that, but I think that we need to do a better job of number one, we have to be open to it, right? We have to be open and share. If we're struggling with something, share it, not just with the world at large, but with people who are in those closer circles to us that we trust, that we have that relationship with. We have to be vulnerable and share with them when we're struggling. And then they have to step into it with us. And as that happens over time, we build these bonds and these connections that when a large life event happens, you're not alone. You're not facing it by yourself. You have someone to talk to because maybe you were there for them before, or they've been there for you on a smaller thing. There's something about space and stepping into one another's space. And, and let me go back to the game, I guess, to use that as a learning opportunity in Cozy Juicy Real, 
when it's someone's turn, right? Each person gets a question. And so each person has a turn of being honest and vulnerable with either a cozy, a juicy, or a real question. But it's not like it's your turn. And so I'm just going to check my email while your turn's going on. There's an element of the game built into where I need to be listening to what you're saying. And then I have the ability, some cards to respond either with a, you know, way to go, great share, high five card, or I can play a card that says, you know, tell me more. But in the game, I step into your story with you. So two elements are required in the game and the game facilitates really well. You have to be willing to not just say, you know, when you're asking what scares you, oh, death scares me, the end, right? You have to be willing to have a real answer. You know, I've really struggled with this. This thing scares me, right? Losing my job, not being able to provide for my family. That scares me. Okay, so now you've been vulnerable, but then the people around you have to be able to be willing to press in and say, wow, I feel what that would feel like. I hear you. Thank you for being so honest. That's a brave answer. I, I really hear that. And that's where connection is made. And so I guess bring that back to, we don't live playing a game all the time. How do we, as individuals, the people listening to this, the people who want superpowers and the ability to connect, how do we enhance human connections? I think two ways. Number one, we need to, not to everybody, but to trusted people, we need to be able to be vulnerable and be real. If you're going through something, if you've got a real friend, share with them, hey, you know, I'm really going through something hard or I'm trying to learn something new and I need some encouragement or I'm, I'm trying to get over a hill, something happening at work, I've got to overcome. But then on the flip side, we need to be so sensitive when the opportunity comes up that someone is willing to listen or is willing to ask us for help. We need to really respect and honor that space. And B, it's really just being a good friend, being a connected human, right? And I'll tell you what, the number one thing that blows up in my mind, even as I'm saying this is, but we're so busy. This matters. And when you think to the end of your life, I recently read an article. I was reading a book that pointed me to an article. This woman wrote about, she worked with people who were on their deathbed and dying. And she asked them, what are your regrets, right? From life as they're ending their life. And if you go and you read that list, human connection screams out from that list loud and clear. It's not, man, I wish I just scrolled one more time on social media. I wish I just bought one more car or made 10 million more dollars. It's connection. This is what really matters. How do we connect with people? If you go through life alone, it doesn't matter what levels of success or achievement or whatever you get. If you have no one to share it with, no, no one to celebrate and cheer with, and then even to go through the lows with, are you really living, right? Well, I achieved a lot, great, but you're going to miss the human experience, which is connecting with other people in a real, meaningful, powerful way.